This episode's out of context quote is brought to you by <laughs> Pfizer. Somebody might want that back later, Keith. You shouldn't bury other people's hatchets. <laughs> Indian gift barrier. <laughs> Indian gift barrier. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Stop it. Welcome. Welcome to Welcome. the Naked Apple. Here we are on this fabulous, nothing newsworthy day. Here we come to save the day. Because <laughs> the news, as always, is underwhelming. Keith, Mike, how are you? How are you? Fantabulous. Fantabulous. Really great, as usual. Good, good, good. I'm so much better now that I've listened to the first 10 minutes of Trump's interview. <laughs> and I learned all about the perfect phone call he the made. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect phone call. They tell me it was perfect. They tell perfect me it was in perfect every in every way. Every way perfect. It's a very, very Trumpy way of describing it. I like it. It was so good. They're trying to so give me good. a perfect phone call. Can you believe that, folks? Can you believe it? It's perfect. Just like the comedy act. It's just so good. <laughs> It's just so It's good. almost as if he's been an entertainer for most of his life. Almost. <laughs> almost. Almost that way. Hey, we're canceling The Apprentice. Watch, I'll be on TV 24-7 anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I reject your business proposal. And substitute my and own. And substitute my own. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump doesn't live rent-free in our heads. Ah, yes, of course, which is it's why you followed his motorcade from Florida all the way to New York. I mean, <clears throat> so this, this is, this, so you kind of have to do a litmus test here because, <laughs> like, really, though, you, you have to think about it. If the tables were flipped, would you be just inanely excited about the other side being in the position that he's in? Yes, because there's actual crimes there. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. But, but, yeah, yeah, but, but think about it from the perspective of of a liberal who's listened to nothing but CNN for years. They think that there's actual crimes here too. They're also retarded. No. Um, so you you may recall that when Trump won the 2016 election, there was talk of actually arresting Hillary and uh, locking yes. her up. Yes, Hillary. As it, yes, as it were. But Trump, he decided not to do that because I, we still just, need. To do our, our skit disproving the, the suicide of that one man. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Continue. Yeah. Anyway. And Trump decided not to do that because the political consequences wouldn't, would be like outsized, like not worth it, basically. <laughs> so it's almost like this, if we assume for a minute that the claims were sound, you know, um, which I do think they were. But oh, they totally were. A, let's yeah. put that aside for a minute. Well, let's assume that they were sound, but then Trump decided not to go after her for political reasons, but not partisan political reasons. I do think that was the right thing to do. But then again, this sets a precedent because yes. if they're going to do it, we can't not do it. 
because yeah. I, I do believe in Reagan's mutually assured destruction, but applied to on the political sphere, that if you pull that genie out of the bottle, like it's out, it's yeah. out of the bottle. Yeah, if, if like, you're going just, to subpoena the the Secret Service to bear testimony against the former president of the United States, you also have to subpoena the Secret Service to bear testimony against the former vice president of the United States. Yeah, because yes. as much as I long for a time where both sides could respect each other and do things because, in good faith, that is simply not the time that we live in because of the left. And and not just that, but as as shaky of a case as they have on on Trump, they have Joe Biden on video recorded admitting to he, the things yeah. that we accuse him of. Yeah. Uh-huh. Using bragging his about as, it. Uh, it as vice president to yes. uh, withhold funds from Ukraine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you, they, they have him. <laughs> they have him on Sam video. Yeah. So so there's absolutely zero chance that you should not indict the man. It should go to trial. There should be evidence presented. And because of the way that they've handled this Trump thing, they should be bringing the Secret Service in to testify against him. I, I think the compromise you do is you have the trial be very public. Oh, yes. Instead of behind closed doors. Oh, yes. Which that's, they're that's, not doing with Trump. That's what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Whereas <clears throat> for politicians, any politician, because they are an elected, elected public official... Anything like this should be done in it the public. It should be done in, yes. in the public, 100%. In the public eye, 100%. Because that should eliminate the bipart- the partisan side of it of saying, here's all the evidence presented on one side, here's all the evidence presented on the other, and the jury said, uh, yeah, that way or this way. However, that being said, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing was basically entirely public, and yeah. people still lost their minds that he was... Uh, that's acquitted. that's because they had no idea what was going on. They didn't actually watch the trial. They didn't actually follow right. it. They, they just, didn't actually they know just anything about the highlights it. from they CNN. watched the highlights from CNN, yeah. which which spun it the way that they wanted to spin it because they wanted him to be guilty because they wanted a reason to go after guns and these different things like that. And there wasn't one there because Kyle Rittenhouse is the perfect example of self defense. And I'm still pissed at Black Rifle Coffee. Yes. For backing because, out of his, yeah. Yeah, because they, they backed out, they pussied out, and they, they walked away when they should have supported him. Yep. Mm. Especially when it came out <clears throat> that he was innocent. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Shoot, Black man. Black Rifle Coffee totally. That being said, I wasn't going just to be buying their it. coffee in the I, first yeah. place because I hate coffee. Exactly. But, <laughs> but, but well, I would, I would have on this. Time. <laughs> on, on this this podcast and on social media and stuff, I mean, even before on social media and stuff, I would share their videos and stuff right, because they had some. Awesome I supported, stuff. It. yeah, I supported the message that they had. I didn't really care about coffee because I don't drink coffee, but I, I supported their support of freedom. They backed out of that support with Kyle Rittenhouse, and I no longer share or watch their videos or any of their stuff. Right, uh, ever. I never do anymore. It's the principle. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I, we're paving their parking lot, and I could give a shit about the company. <laughs> Pave paradise. Yeah. Put up a parking lot. Basically. <laughs> but that's all beside the point. All right. Well, anyway, we'll talk about. We'll get into it. Yep. We always get into it because that's what we do. Sometimes real deep into it. <laughs> oh, so deep. <laughs> On that note, get in there nice and deep. Nice and deep like. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Keith hasn't seen that movie. <laughs> no, no, he hasn't. <laughs> you know, I need to do a default button. thing when you guys have jokes that I just don't get. <laughs> Maybe I should just check my watch. <laughs> I, have you seen Dodgeball? No. Uh, see? Yep. I was called right. it. No, called if, you, it. if you pick a movie, odds are I haven't seen it. John Wick. It's like one of the greatest action movies. I don't. I know, watched it, it last it's, night it's with my wife. It's been on my to-do list. I, I apparently lent John Wick two to somebody and forgot, so oh, I had rude. to buy it again yesterday. Rude. It's going to be here tomorrow. It's be after which I will watch it, and then I will watch three, and then I will go to four. Because that's what Americans. Because do. that's what Americans do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will admit it's been on my radar. So. John John but Wick is awesome. It's problem, it's one of my favorite action movies. The, the problem with uh, having movies on my radar is okay. I don't actually watch movies. So. You can borrow it. I've got it. Okay. I don't um, actually well, watch movies. You well, can borrow. You got it. me to watch <laughs> Die Hard. So I did. I did get you to watch Die Hard. John Wick is probably one of my all-time favorite action movies. It's definitely my favorite Keanu Reeves movie, and that's saying something because The Matrix exists. The first one, and only the first one, is what I'm referring to. But <laughs> I haven't seen that either. <laughs> Why is he here? <laughs> <laughs> Who let him in? <laughs> what the hell is even that? Anyways, uh, anyways. now that we got to so boost our spirits. Apparently, we have an Overton window for... Being culturally uh, educated in the movies. In yes, cinema. and you're falling and well I'm short. Outside of it. Well short of the window. <laughs> well, Micah. You're, you're like a cat, but <laughs> you can't jump. <clears throat> and that's that's a problem. No, Squee! <laughs> Squee! <laughs> yes. Yeah, when I say that, all I can think about is that, that short clip of the, the cat jumping off of the balcony set to AWOL Nation's <laughs> sale. <laughs> all right. Sale! I'll, I'll, uh, I'll watch some of these movies, and then we can have a segment on what I thought of them. How about that? That sounds great. Keith, yes. Keith, Keith reviews Keith movies. Keith gets cultured. <laughs> Keith gets cultured. That's the name of the segment. That's what we're doing. Cultured. Keith gets cultured. There we go. I was, think I was thinking Keith reviews movies he should have saw a while ago. <laughs> I think, but Keith, Keith gets, gets cultured, cultured is a little bit more to the point. That's a little shorter, flows <laughs> off the tongue better. Yes. It does, it does. It's got a it's got a nice <laughs> ring to it. Well, after all that disappointment, I think we need a little bit of a pick-me-up. <laughs> <laughs> From with, this week's with, with vitamin, vitamin B? B? Yeah, yes. here we go. Welcome to your vitamin B. Oh, thank you. We've got some news for you today. No, you don't. You're right. I don't. Talk this has been your vitamin B. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Here we go. To begin, beverage pretending to be beer features man pretending to be woman. I, th I thought this was vitamin B. It is. B. Okay. It is. Okay. Be, it continues. Yeah, we have a... we have more. <laughs> more on this story. Moron. Yes. <laughs> Scientists at Budweiser attempt to discover how many beers it would take for Dylan Mulvaney to pass as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some thick beer goggles. Speaking of people being drunk, Dylan Mulvaney to replace Laura Croft in next Tomb Raider game. Oh gosh. No. No. Oh, oh. oh, no. 
Yeah. No one wants that. <laughs> Nobody wants that. So naturally, they'll make it happen. The answer, <laughs> the answer to the former question is, there aren't enough beers on the planet. No, there is not. No. Speaking of which, Pelosi, quote, we have to convict Trump on the charges to find out what is in them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback. It is. <laughs> In other news, the Democrats throw the biggest ever fundraiser for Trump campaign. <laughs> for those of you that don't understand what I'm talking about, Trump's been indicted. <laughs> we have here the nine things that happen next. Ah, first, Trump will take the best, most beautiful mug shot the world has ever seen. <laughs> Second, Perfect the entire evening. NYPD will wait in line to take selfies with him. <laughs> <clears throat> Third, Trump will be stripped nude and marched through the city with a pagan priest yelling shame and ringing a bell. Fourth, Trump's lawyers will file to dismiss the case on the grounds that a man and his mistress can't be charged with the same crime. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thinking man's joke. <laughs> it takes a second. Five. The judge will then determine Trump's guilt to be having him guilt by having him tossed into the Hudson to see if he floats. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. Trump will be thrown in jail, where Epstein's prison guards will be called out of retirement for one last mission. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Number seven. Dementors will attempt to suck Trump's life force away, but he will be able to ward them off with a Patronus of himself. <laughs> is that is, oh is that is that you? <clears throat> yeah. Amazing. Number eight, with the hair just billowing, I'm my own spirit animal. <laughs> and and it goes up to the expecto <laughs> perfect Patrona. <laughs> It goes up to the Dementor. Oh, Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Bringing Harry Potter into this. This is good. I'm going to need you to sit down. Excuse, oh. excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. No. 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 You're, I you're told, fake Dementors. I told them no. <laughs> they wanted my soul. I told them no. He said perfect soul. And it was soul. the end of the story. Perfect soul. Perfect soul. No. <laughs> Number eight. Trump will escape prison by slowly tunneling his way out behind a poster of Stormy Daniels. <laughs> Number nine, every other politician will also be arrested for their crimes. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, one can dream. <laughs> In related news, Trump pens his first prison epistle to the Floridians. <laughs> <laughs> this letter already being dubbed First Floridians first Flor is highly anticipated. <laughs> By its first, its future recipients, <laughs> Matt Gates. Matt Gates is quoted as saying, "We are looking forward to President Trump's letter, receiving his encouragement and instruction about how we should be living in his absence will be treasured resource for all of us while he is held prisoner." <laughs> the, that's peak Babylon. That's amazing. Right that's amazing. <laughs> I told you that this week had some gold. First Floridians? That's the yes. best joke I've heard all year. It's I so believe great. it's First Floridians. Uh, one Floridians. First, yes. first Floridians one. verse 39 states. 
Ver- my perfect hair. Chapter 45 is the, the most best perfect one. of hairs that you have ever seen. My perfect hair is the guide by which ye shall find the promised land. <laughs> In other news, Trump pleads guilty to being an incredible lover. <laughs> You're just jealous you didn't get her. Just- Oh God. I am I am truly guilty, I must say. I have to admit it. I'm an amazing, wonderful, passionate, tender, and attentive lover. One of the greatest in all of human history. Many agree with me. Many agree with me. Women all over the world oh gosh. could provide evidence to convict me on the charge. Of being the greatest lover. Arrest me, officer. I must confess, it's true. Bigly. Bigly. (laughs) Yep. And other Trump trial news. The judge for the Trump trial has been revealed to be a kangaroo in a a powdered wig. (laughs) It's quite the court. It is. It is. I wonder what you would call that. Uh, in in semi-related news, as the Trump fans gather in New York in lieu of the indictment, FBI agents excitedly don MAGA hats one last time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that shouldn't be funny. <laughs> when, when told about the news, the uh, ex-vice president, Biden, relieved to learn... That the president being indicted for shady financial dealings is just Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President, where are you going? Oh, I packed my bags for... Oh, it's not me? Oh, it's not me. Oh, oh. oh. I'll go get the pudding. <laughs> <clears throat> Scientists have dis- discovered a... Sh- I can't talk tonight. Scientists have discovered a strong correlation between trusting government and eating paint chips. <laughs> Speaking of people that eat paint chips, media is worried this Hitler fellow could cause violent backlash against Nazis. All right, then. Yep. All right. Many of you have heard of the uh, QAnon shaman. Yes. Most people refer to him as Buffalo Guy. Sure. Yep. Well, it's good news that Buffalo Guy was recently tagged and released back into the wild. <laughs> no, that, that is legitimately good news from what we heard about, learned about January 6th a few weeks ago. Yes. <clears throat> Many of you have heard of the tragic happenings in the small, inconsequential state of Tennessee. Yes. A moment of silence has been called for from the media to recognize the shooter who was misgendered. God. That's very like the media. <sighs> and yeah. in what lieu is the of this, going to start. I know. <laughs> in lieu of this violent and tragic event, the FBI vows to get to the bottom of what Christians did to provoke the attack. It's true. It's true. In other semi-related news, though. Putin immediately surrendered this week after U.S. airdropped Nashville police officers into the battlefield. (laughs) My gives up. My My gives gives up. up. (laughs) 
And this has been your Vitamin B. That was that was solid right there. The first Floridian. First, that's the best joke <laughs> I think I've ever heard made. <laughs> that's kind of blasphemous, though, isn't it? That's it was, what makes it, 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 makes it funny. <laughs> First Floridians chapter 45. <laughs> and I said to my people, let my people, people vote. Let my people vote. <laughs> In person. Ah, <clears throat> <laughs> oh, good. 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 So. I have some things for this week's bushel. Oh, good. I'm already depressed enough. Well, we that's, how it? are you depressed? We just went through the vitamin B. <laughs> yes. We learned about first Floridians. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now Remember when all else fails. All right, now I'm emotionally ready. <laughs> when all else fails and you're feeling down, turn back to the scriptures, first Floridians, <laughs> and you will be enlightened once again. First Floridians 4545. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the perfect verse. The, the perfect, perfect verse, chapter. Perfect chapter. <laughs> <laughs> it reads as follows. <laughs> In its perfection. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Dude, yes. say, say what you will about the man. He is comedy gold. Gold. Just from his hair to his skin. Gold. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can make fun of both sides, and we do often. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, Trevor, I'm ready. You're ready. Go for it. All right. Um, it's about time. Well, we need a Mike, you got an intro bit for me there for the uh, weekly. Uh, yes, I can I can come up with an intro bit here. Let's uh I mean, just two seconds here. Um, what do we got here? Uh, yes, I got one. This one. I'm sorry, but you've thrown off the emperor's groove. Sorry. Solid. Splendid. <laughs> <laughs> Things that occurred this week for our bushel. The motive for the Vegas shooter. You remember that from 2017? Oh, yes. Finally released. That finally come out? Yes. He finally has a motive. If it wasn't for those damned casinos, he wouldn't have shot up the country music festival. Seriously? That is the motive they are going with. Seriously? Yes. George Soros should be banned from the U.S., not because he has done anything illegal, but because he makes illegal things acceptable. The Washington Examiner has a map that shows prosecutors across the country and those prosecutors uh, that were funded by him in some way, shape or form. And it just so happens that 40% of murders occur where those prosecutors are. What a surprise. Yeah. 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 Uh, The indictment for Trump is finally announced and everything about it is a mess, but not as bad as Schiff's response to DeSantis's response where he says, He certainly knows better about the law. He knows what his obligation is to extradite someone who is accused of crime in another state. He's not a stupid person, and he understands this very well. 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentioned that uh, DeSantis is un-American. Oh, of course. Of course he is. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's kind of cowardly action by Ron DeSantis to try to compete with Donald Trump on Trump's own turf. Uh-huh. Whatever that means. <sighs> McDonald's. Oh, yay. Yeah. McDonald's. They, they kind of <clears throat> made themselves a benchmark for cheap food and fast. Science. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... What does it say about the U.S. economy if we might not be able to get food for cheap or fast? Because It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Yeah, McDonald's is temporarily shutting down their corporate offices to prepare for layoffs. Ha. Huh. Ha. Huh. Is that like to avoid backlash or? I don't know. All right. Well, we'll get into it later. The uh, president of Kenya has some financial advice if McDonald's is worrisome to you, the news of that is worrisome to you, the president of Kenya puts our fears to rest uh, by telling his people that uh, hey, if you have the dollar, you need to probably not have it in two weeks because the economy is changing what? that's horrifying that was last week so you got one week left, ish. Seven days. We have seven days. Yeah. Congress is planning to pass the Restrict Act to, you know, ban TikTok or whatever. The great thing about the Restrict Act is its definitions are so vague it makes the uh, it makes the uh, Patriot Act blush with vagueness because. If you have a VPN or even just use other social medias, you could go to jail for using those things and face a multi-thousand dollar fine for it. If it passes. Wow. Leslie Stahl decided it'd be a good idea to do a one-on-one interview with Marjorie Taylor Greene. And it went about as expected. The Democrats are a party of pedophiles. I would definitely say so. They support grooming children. They are not pedophiles. Why would you say that? Democrats Democrats support, even Joe Biden, the president himself, supports children being sexualized and having transgender surgeries. Sexualizing children is what pedophiles do to children. Wow. Okay. She, she broke her for a moment there. Okay. Leslie Stahl had to reboot. <laughs> Somehow, it's not the trans shooter fault for shooting up an elementary school. And uh, Amazon has removed trans activist shirts after the Nashville Christian School shooting. Good. After the shirts were did or were near selling out after the shooting. Uh, In response... That's uh, still good that they removed it. Yes. After uh, the shooting, a trans group released a uh, uh, statement to condemn, or sorry, no, not not condemn, condone the shooting by saying hate has consequences. Oh, my gosh. 
Corrine Jean-Pierre, the uh, White House press secretary, uh, had this to say about the school shooting. Uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those, the trans community as they are under attack right now. Uh, our no! You dense, irritating, that, miniature I, piece of burden! I'm going to go with no, that's not what's happening. Um, have you seen the news, Keith? Yes, unfortunately. Um, trans protesters storm the, state. The trans community that's under attack because one of them shot up a Christian school and killed a bunch of Christians. Yes. And so then they're worried about the trans community after that. Yes, that is the official stance of the White House. Wow. Uh, trans protesters stormed state capitol buildings after the shooting. <clears throat> uh, they were holding up seven, fi- seven fingers as part of their protest. Oh my gosh, an insurrection. Which is odd because there were only six victims from the school shooting. Oh. So they were idolizing the shooter. The shooter, the shooter as, as, a, as a victim martyr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe Biden... It's okay, though. He's on it. He's calmed. On the same day as all this was going down, the trans day of awareness, whatever, because we couldn't see them before. Day of visibility. Day of visibility. Yes, we didn't know they existed until now. Uh, Joe Biden calmed the rioters uh, by telling the world that trans, quote, are the bravest people he knows, end quote, and that, quote, transgender Americans shape our nation's soul, end quote. Oh, I hope not. That is your rundown of the weekly bushel. Yay! Son of a bitch! <laughs> you done messed up, A.A. Ron! Yep. So, Keith, what's the rotten apple in that group for you? What just stood out to you of that's retarded? Uh, <laughs> it's just gestured towards all of them. <laughs> I mean, the thing I most want to talk about is George Soros. <laughs> George Soros? That, like, if most of the murders are coming from his um, district attorneys, that's that, like, that, that's a trend that's worth noting, wouldn't you say? It, oh, it, yeah, so that's that's the playbook, though. So so the the, the Marxist playbook is... They want to make law-abiding citizens into criminals, and they want to make criminals into voters. So putting my uh, conspiracy hat on here for a minute, talking about the New World Order stuff, um, correct me if I'm wrong on what the strategy, like the, um, the t- strategy of tyranny is here, is they basically let all the criminals off the hook just... Um, turn uh, felonies into misdemeanors and just basically not prosecute prosecute crime, which causes a lot of chaos amongst the populace. Right. And then the populace um, is like, things are really bad. And then the politicians who are trying to get, exert more control and like, oh my goodness, there's a crisis happening. Who can save you? Well, if you only give me more power, then maybe I can solve all your problems. Yes. Create a crisis and don't let it go to waste. Yeah. Yes, basically. Yeah, and what's what's fun is so George Soros has admitted that his favorite pastime is destabilizing countries. He's admitted that he really. has yes. said that he yes. has he has said that yes. And uh, it it's interesting because you know you're anti-Semitic. The pork of judgment is 
freaking out at me. <laughs> he's, he's lost his mind. Who's <laughs> the it, one in Utah? I don't know because it doesn't say at uh, least on Salt Lake. Yeah. Would be uh, the Salt Lake DA. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. But uh, in Utah County. So it's just interesting because you're anti-Semitic if you say anything negative about George Soros. But everyone ignores the fact that George Soros happily turned Jews over to the Germans during the Holocaust. So there's, there's, there's that. Um, and then, uh, he was born in Austria. We're talking about George. Soros George Soros. Here? Yes. Here? Just a little backstory from where he gets his ideas. He was born in Austria. I think it was All right. USSR didn't really have the ability to go to war with Austria. So they corrupted Austria to the point where they could not defend themselves at all against any kind of army. And so the USSR came in as saviors to rescue the destabilized Austria where George Soros was born and raised. And now he's destabilizing countries around the world to the point where there's three of the countries in the world that do not allow him to enter their country at all. One of them being Austria. Hmm. Yeah. So the <laughs> district attorney of Salt Lake County is Sim Gill. Sim Gill was elected in November of 2010 as a veteran prosecutor. He's been around that long. He has been yeah. a champion on issues of therapeutic justice, oh. criminal prosecution, and alternatives to prosecution. Oh. He has long been an advocate of taking a systems approach to the issues of criminal and social justice, focusing on collaborative and community-oriented approaches to problem-solving. Uh-huh. He is uh, one of the ones that has collaborated on the creation and implementation of various therapeutic justice programs, including Mental Health Court, Veterans Court, Salt Lake City Domestic Violence Court, Misdemeanor Drug Court, and the Salt Lake Area Family Justice Center. These alternatives seek to transition those offenders out of the criminal justice system who can most benefit from other programs, giving them a much greater chance to not reoffend. That's what his page says. So he was put in when? 2010, November. He's been part of a collaborative effort to address the homeless population and drug trafficking <laughs> in the Rio Grande area. <laughs> oh, I got to pull this up. Hold on. You're going to love this. Oh, I am going to love this. You I know. I think I know where you're going. Love this. Love it. Send away, send away. Need to find it in our things. Um, there we go. So some crime statistics for Utah. So he was put in 2010, you say? Yes. If we turn your attention to the board to the cameras. So the yellow line is the national uh, crime statistics. And then the blue line is Salt Lake City's crime, crime statistics. Now, right here at 2010, we got a sharp dip down. Yes. Almost as if someone was put in that doesn't prosecute crime, I would say. Because if they don't charge a crime, then there's no crime to mm -hmm. report, correct? Correct. Yep. 
And it's working so well that crime is above <laughs> where it was before 2010. The crime rate, that is. The violent so, crime rate. <clears throat> yes. So what's the differential? What, what about before that dip, right before that dip? So 232 per thousand, I presume that 232, is. 232, okay. And then what about the peak? 2017 is the last thing they have on here, and it's 257. Okay. And I'm sure that only went down in 2020 when they were lighting police cars on fire. Yeah. In Salt Lake. I love that so oh, much. Oh, the, the most updated information is 2017? On this one, yes. Oh, man, that's a long time ago. It is. <clears throat> but I just love that. I love it when hunches prove correct, which is almost every time. It's almost as if you have uh, principles that are based on truth, those tend to come true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can follow said principles and you, and you learn stuff. As opposed to the left, who's fighting a war against reality. Yeah. So one thing, one thing of note with uh, this, this map here. <clears throat> um, so the report from the group, the uh, whatever they're called, Law Enforcement Legal Defense Group, um, found that Soros-linked prosecutors oversee 20% of the U.S. population, including half of the country's most populous cities. But more than 40% of all murders occur under Soros prosecutors. So what percentage of the population did you say? Um, 20% of the population has 40% of, the, of, the, mur okay. of the country's murders. Jeez, that's, that's insane. But it's working. It's almost like so it's well. outsized and it's a garbage philosophy. Almost. <clears throat> exactly. It's almost exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. If only someone could have predicted this would happen. <laughs> this, there's no way you could have known. There's yeah, no way. There's no way. No way you could have known that. Any of it. <laughs> Um, let's see. There was something about. Oh, the hate has consequences thing. So, uh, when this all started going down last week, I believe I told you guys, I've never been in our little, uh, text message thing. I have never been so angry at a group in my life and their support and their support group. Yeah. Um, because right away it's, they try to cover the lead, uh, bury the lead with reporting on the Nashville school shooting. And, and then they immediately try to blame the conservatives for it somehow because well, if Tennessee didn't pass that law that prevented transgender stuff, uh, it didn't prevent transgender stuff. It said you can't mutilate children. This is the hate has consequences article yes. that you're it's at? It's all of the above, really. It's, it's a mix between all of the articles. No, like the rhetoric, the media rhetoric behind that makes me so unbelievably angry because they blame the right no matter what. Like if this happens by some nut job who... Claims to have like some kind of a white supremacy. If only you thing, weren't allowed to have guns they, on their school property. They blame the right because I don't. I I don't know why because I believe the last time that happened, he wasn't even a Trump supporter. Um. Oh, the last time a shooter was 
the yeah. last time a shooter was, was like white supremacists or whatever, but they still blame the right because they, they try to paint conservatives in that light. Yeah. The, the closely, close, I might add the closest they got was the, um, was it the South Carolina guy that shot up the school, yeah. the church? Yeah, that's, and that's literally, the closest if something they got. like that happens, they literally paint it as if, like, see, conservatives inspire this sort of thing. And then when a trans person does it, they're like, see, conservatives drove this person to do it. Do you know when that South Carolina one disappeared from the headlines? Uh, are you talking about the uh, the truck one that wasn't a shooting but got... No, the church, the, the guy that shot up the black church. That was the... Was um, that the one that was stopped by a citizen? Probably. Okay, just, Most go, just go on. But uh, that left the news headlines when the manifesto was released. And what, what did it say in that? Bunch of progressive crap. Ah. Uh, <laughs> that would do it. <laughs> Turns out progressives are racist and white supremacists. Who would have thought? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, the whole the whole concept of white privilege is basically a white supremacist uh, philosophy. It's inverse which, white supremacy. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, they're literally saying that if you are white, you have certain privileges. Right. But which, but instead makes of you being, superior, therefore we need to take you down a peg. So, like their conclusion is different. Yes. But that's the philosophy why I say is fundamentally the same. Yes. Is that it's the same philosophy, just a different outcome, like better or whatever. Yes. But again, that's that's ultimately what the white privilege thing believe like what they believe yeah i i like it's it's i cannot believe the racism that is embedded in this anti-racist quote anti-racist movement yeah um yes they are incredibly racist I love Chinese people too, but come on. (laughs) (laughs) What is that from? Oh gosh. That is I'm laughing at the shock value of that, by the way. (laughs) That's from the Sham Wow guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's a Sham Sham Wow commercial. (laughs) You get all these other things, they're made in China, but they don't work that well. I mean I love Chinese people too, too, but come come on. <laughs> okay, so you took it out of context. It's oh yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. Oh gosh, <laughs> even in context, it's the same. Well, this is not a mundane detail, Michael. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, so remember, there's people still rotting in prison for the January six garbage that's falling apart more and yeah, more. Yeah, where every we day. basically disproved the narrative, or rather, Tucker, T- Tucker Carlson disproved the narrative. It's falling apart so much that they released the uh, Buffalo Man early on the same day that they indicted Donald Trump. If that wasn't bait, I don't know what is. The January 6th thing? or the- No, no. The fact they released, they released the QAnon shaman the day they indicted Trump. Uh-huh. Like they're they're trying to incite stuff. Yes. Like they're they're yes. trying their damnedest to get people to 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 be violent in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the, it's the most obvious thing in the world. Yeah, that's that's why when I heard that So so what's what's the strategy here trying to get people to be violent? They 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 yeah. need someone to blame. Yeah. Because they know like I mentioned with the McDonald's thing and the uh Kenya guy president of Kenya, they know all of it is falling apart. Mm -hmm. We have the BRICS thing with China and Russia and Brazil and all these other countries. Syria and Iran have now joined. 
joining together to create a new money power instead of the U.S. You have Saudi Arabia dropping the U.S. dollar to sell mm -hmm. oil. They know Ish is about to hit the fan, and it's going to hit hard, and they need somebody to blame. So you think the strategy yeah. is that the dollar's going to collapse and they're going to blame January 6th? No. No. They, they want something more concrete than January 6th. That's why they're, they're indicting Trump they're releasing the QAnon shaman. They're doing a bunch of stuff right now that's poking and prodding at they're, at the conservative base, trying to get them to react. They're, they're trying right. to cause... They're promoting a yes. trans mental girl as a hero, knowing full damned well that she is not. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're changing the narrative of the Tennessee thing to be... To, they're shifting it from, from the focus of the tragedy of the six Christian children dying to the tragedy of this misgendered trans woman who lashed out uh -huh. because they are trying to get the conservative base to react violently so that then they have cause. They, they, have, okay. they have evidence that they can hold because January 6th doesn't hold up. January sixth didn't no, go as no, planned. It didn't it go does, as planned. It they, does not it hold didn't, up anymore. No, it doesn't. It doesn't hold up. They know it doesn't hold up in the majority view. They understand that they they have actually nothing to point to that says that the conservative base is actually this this violent, awful thing that they they keep trying to paint it as. There's no actual evidence of a widespread extremist violent group in the conservative base there's none yeah yeah and, that's been exposed too as, and as so a complete lie from the fbi and so they are doing their damnedest they're poking and prodding in every way they can conceive of because they know in the next year there's going to be a catastrophic failure in our economy oh yeah I don't because know. because they've set it up to it, have a catastrophic it's, failure it's going to yeah. be an economic failure. It's going to be medical failure. It's going every single system of the U.S. Energy failure. It's all going to come crumbling down, and they have to pin it on somebody other yes. than themselves. Yep. Yes, because if they can pin it on on this violent extremist group that that has see has, all Republicans, you know, if, yeah, if Republicans all didn't these rise things, up like this, we wouldn't have this problem. Then, then they can use it as an excuse to seize more power. So basically, the same thing they did as January sixth, because yeah. January sixth was such a nothing burger. They just, right, yeah, they just yeah, took like literally the entire thing was just showing footage of a crowd that was riled so, up, and yeah, they did trespass or whatever. But and also showed pictures of the QAnon shaman looking smug, and then they called it worse than nine. Have 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 you ever heard the term color revolution? Uh, is that like a hijacked revolution that was like fake or something like that? Um, essentially, color revolutions are a they're they're a way to destabilize countries, and so it's a lot of the uh, people that are. Um, the bureaucracy of the federal government have been involved with multiple color revolutions around yes. the world. They, they, so color revolutions are, in, in general sense, they're a, uh, a movement um, that is anti-regime, basically. They, they start them in countries that they want to destabilize 
in order to get the government there to collapse. Benghazi. Sounds like they implemented and just from propaganda. Benghazi, yes, for, exactly. Benghazi, That's exactly for what example. They do. Yep, Benghazi is the perfect is is a perfect example of it. Um, and and uh, our government and many other governments across the world have been secretly implementing color revolutions for decades uh-huh. to destabilize governments they don't like. It's espionage. It's espionage. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is espionage, and. And when we talk about Soros and Soros talking about how one of his favorite pastimes is destabilizing governments, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. He, he uses networks of communities, networks of um, organizations. organizations like Black Lives Matter, like Color for Change. Color for Change. Main, that's the main one. Yeah. yeah. You know, stuff, stuff like, like the, the, uh, the Che Guevara movement. He uses things like that and and leaders that he positions and people that he he sets in in motion in these different countries it, to and, to push forward color revolutions and he doesn't necessarily meet <clears throat> with those people he just funds yeah. their stuff he just funds their stuff he he just he finds he finds an extremist group he funds them gives them the resources and the um <clears throat> Well, the, the resources, he, he gives them the, the knowledge that they need to pull these types of things off. And it's happened here in America. That's, mm-hmm. that's what these things are. Like the last five years, it's very obvious that there, there is something being pulled that is starting color revolutions all over our country. Yeah. And their, their end goal is to destabilize our government to so the point where somebody has to seize yeah. control. So, yeah. So what Soros used to do was he would <clears throat> he would dump money into um, law into federal roles. So he mm-hmm. would dump money into congressional candidates, into presidential candidates, DAs and things like that. And that wasn't working as well as he wanted. Case in point, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So he switched aggressively to DAs because DAs have power immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Whereas if you get a judge or a lawmaker or whatever, it's a very drawn out long process for that to happen. And so you have you have DAs positioned in large cities across the country. We have it up there on our screen right now. Uh-huh. Every one of those dots Is a represents yeah. a a large urban area, a very populous area. And every one of them is a Soros DA. Um, which then he has these groups that he's funding that go out and start color revolutions. They, they have the summer of love all over the country. Uh-huh. And what happens? Nothing. Because the Soros-controlled DAs are told to leave it alone. Well, most of it happened at night, so they couldn't. So they couldn't see. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They, they couldn't tell who was doing it because yeah. it happened at night. <laughs> yeah. And and so this is and then they they use Soros backed media to control the narrative. Uh huh. And that pushes all of this destabilized destabilized stuff pushes the sensible people to start being unsensible with their reactions. Yeah. And 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 we pin it down on Soros because he's the most obvious one. He's the one that's easiest to trace. There's but more. I guarantee there's more than just oh, him. Oh yeah, and he's not the only one. And it the 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 funniest thing about it is, 
Soros is the one everybody focuses on because he's the one that's most visible. He's the most public about it. He's the most yeah. public about it because he just doesn't give a shit if people know, basically. But I would argue that probably the most dangerous ones are the ones that we have no idea that they're doing it. Yep. Yeah, because they could agree. be that friendly face that you see that's on the up and up X on the outside. Imagine if but you will behind the scenes, they're donating to yeah, all kinds of dumb things and they're doing it through third party stuff. So you can't tell that it's actually yeah. them. Donating. Yeah. Imagine if you will, that someone like DeSantis is one of, of these actors. Right. And, and on one side he's funding and helping along these different things. And on the other side, he's, He's being a governor that people love because he's representing freedom and all these things. Well, yeah, and he's also wielding political power. And he's wielding political on power. On behalf of the right. Yes, exactly. He's wielding political power in a way that people love, but he's also fomenting things in different okay. sections. And then suddenly he runs for president. And then he wins mm -hmm. because of the things that he did in the public view while the things that he did and, in the dark aren't okay, noticed. So what you're saying is like a theoretical situation where he's fighting for the right mm -hmm. things to build a record. And then when he gets actual power, he does the opposite. Just shuts it all down. Yeah. Well, and, and not just that, but the things that he's doing in the dark on the one hand before his election, then foment something that when he become, when he gets put in power, he then uses the opportunity to seize power and do everything that he actually wants to do. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm not saying that DeSantis is actually okay. that. No, it's no, just, no, no. just he's he's, still, he's, he's an example because he's guy. he's the prominent one right now that is he's yeah. he's a so standout an as, as these different things. Sure, it's sure, it's sure. just an analogy. Yeah, I'm not for all the the pro there DeSantis people. Zero this, evidence. There's zero show. evidence of that. I'm not it's actually saying a that's a thing. It's a hypothetical because that's and you also that, said someone like DeSantis. That is so. that is the horror of the idea that there's somebody out there that we don't know about that the the fact that Soros is so public is hiding the other person that's out there doing these things yeah no the reason the reason you I know? find that uh, that plausible is because again you could you said that it could happen cuz Soros could say mm -hmm. something like hey become popular and uh, palatable in this region and then once you get power be loyal to me like yeah, i i could see exactly. that and As and that 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 is why and scary and and that is exactly why I have a huge issue with with one voting party line and two with the idea that just because somebody is doing something you like now that putting them in a position of greater power is is always like without question is always the the right move you know and, and it, it's why somebody like desantis actually makes me really really nervous He's because too good because yeah and, <laughs> yeah and that that's the thing is like i'm i'm sitting there looking at desantis and i'm like i love everything about the things that he's doing i love it it's What's amazing wrong exactly <laughs> because no, I because it. i look at it on the one hand i'm like yes i love the things he's doing in florida i love the fact that he's kicking out the soros da's i love the fact that he's going after disney i love the fact that he's doing all of these things that are so anti-woke i love it when he gets up and gives a speech because he's phenomenal you know i love the way he punches back and he doesn't punch down yeah 
Sure. You know, he, he, he fights in his weight class and he punches up, if anything. I love that. I hate the fact that he is funded by the party. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah, despise yeah. it. And it is, it is the one thing that I look at in DeSantis and I'm like, I'm not sure, you know, and, and like, like I've said multiple times before, the, the greatest thing that I dislike about Santis is the fact that he's a Republican. Right. <laughs> is, as, as, as much as that rubs people the wrong way, that's, that's what I mean when I say that, is it's, it's the, the being beholden to a party. Right. Because we all know that the, the, the party politics are a cesspool. Uh-huh. So what, what's the alternative? Someone like Trump? Just yes. an outsider? Yep. Okay. That's, that's the alternative. I, I think the way that DeSantis could... Um, exonerate himself from that is if he comes out calling out people like McConnell and other absolute that's fair. rhinos yeah, that's fair. and telling them like, you guys have messed this up for way too long. Yeah. yeah. The, and the only thing that kind of, uh, for me, that kind of shields him from that criticism of being Republican is he's one of the founding members of, of the Freedom Caucus. The Freedom Caucus. Yep. Yep. No, I agree with that. Exactly. And, that, and that's why I, I, like I said before, this it's everything <laughs> I said about it is, is hypothetical. <laughs> he checks all the boxes. He's a phenomenal governor. And he appears to be He's a God great man he, and yeah, all that he, stuff. He appears to be all the, the good things. Yeah. I always take everything with a grain of salt. I always <laughs> got to look at the other side no, of it. No, I do agree you with know, that because like we shouldn't be loyal you know, to our politicians. The, mm-hmm. the whole reason I thought Trump, the Trump presidency was just fantastic um, although I will say that the number one thing that Trump accomplished is he stopped the left from wielding power for a short time. Yes. You know, like the number that, one was, thing the, he that was the, his number one the, thing. The, the, the left one, and the right. <laughs> no, the, I'm no, not going to argue with that. <laughs> the, the number one thing he accomplished. No, he was still terrible at spending. Though. He was. He the, was. And and his gun control bills were bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, the number one thing he accomplished, and that, I, that this is what I mean when I say um, he broke them is he forced them to take off the mask before they wanted yeah, to take off the mask. Yeah, he revealed the evil that was always on both, inside. On, like you said, yeah, both yeah, the yeah, Democrats on, and on Republicans. Republican and Democrat, and that's, I agree. That's why that. we needed somebody like him that while working within the system was not beholden to the system. Yeah, he funded and his own campaign. That's not to say that, that Republicans running on the platform, there there aren't several standouts. I mean, Matt Gates is a good standout. You have um, uh, Paul is a good standout. Rand Paul. Rand, yes. I wanted to say Ron, so I just said Paul instead because I'm like, I know it's not Ron. <laughs> it's one of the, it's one one of the two. <laughs> Starts with an R. I got it. It's Rand. Rand Paul is, is an awesome standout. Massey's you know, not Massey's bad either. Massey's not bad either. You have Lee is a good standout, and though there's a lot of people in Utah that hate him, and I don't know why. I don't know why either. You know, there's there's he's my hero there's so many there's i mean there's there's not so many but there is a handful of really good standout representatives that that while working on like while running on the platform have managed to maintain a certain degree of even this even this last election autonomy one thing thing i will say but even then even then most if not all of them have things that they vote party line on and that bothers me right yeah. Well, one thing I will say in Ron DeSantis's defense on being funded by the party, he doesn't really have an alternative. Did you know Ron DeSantis is actually quite poor? Like he's like yeah. middle class. Yeah. Yeah. Poor. Um, I'm I'm looking. I looked this up just now. Apparently, um, his net worth at the end of last year was three hundred and twenty thousand hmm. dollars. 
Yeah. So you cannot do Poor. anything with that on when we're talking like it's almost as if he's funds. It's that, almost that as if he's not for. using his position as leverage to make himself wealthy. It's it's almost yeah. as if he's not a dirty politician. <laughs> anyway, which so again, what I'm saying he is checks like, all the boxes. He doesn't he doesn't have a choice in some of these because that's just what the system is. Especially yeah, if you're doing like, a national campaign. That is definitely a pull for Donald Trump as he was able to do much of his own campaign. And he's at the end of last year he still owed twenty thousand dollars in student loan yeah, debt. Yeah, that's true. Can you believe that? <laughs> a presidential candidate still owing student loans. And he could have taken advantage of Biden's thing. He has a personal interest in that passage. Here here's a here's a little uh here's a little fun factoid with that. So he was in the military, he was in the Air Navy. Navy. He was in the Navy. He was in the Navy. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and yeah. he still has student loans, even though he was part in the of, Navy. Even though part of joining the armed forces is they'll pay off your student loans. Uh, yes, but so did he do some? Did he like recruit? Like, it must. It must be a private loan, maybe. I don't. Yeah, but must it, be. Um, so not only was he in the Navy, he was a lieutenant in the Navy who served as legal advisor for SEAL Team One. Yes. Not. Well, SEAL Team 6 is the one. SEAL Team 6 is the one they tell you about. <laughs> There's other SEAL teams. <laughs> yeah, what, so what all of this leads to that we've kind of been talking about, um, I just pulled this up. Um, you ever heard of the Bubba effect? Uh, doesn't ring a bell. So the Bubba effect apparently is something that... Uh, the FBI and other intelligence agencies have kind of coined as a term. And it's where people get so upset at the system that they don't trust it anymore. So they end up taking the law into their own hands. And when someone breaks the law, the people protect them from the government. For okay. Let's take Trump's thing, for example. Let's say he actually did break some law. Uh-huh. And it was egregious of whatever it was. And the people decided, no, you're not taking Trump. And so they form whatever barrier necessary to keep law enforcement away from Donald Trump. Uh, that is the Bubba effect, where the people no longer allow the government to enforce the law because they don't trust anything the government's doing Yes, we know Jim killed this guy, but we don't want you to touch Jim. Yeah. No, and that's the exact, exactly the sort of stability that's happening right now. Like, again, with what we saw with COVID um, and the government selectively enforcing the law like they're doing right now, because, like, Trump being indicted, that is an actual threat to democracy. Yeah. Because they're jailing your political appointments on Trump, trumped-up charges. Uh-huh. At least it would be a threat to democracy if we were a democracy. And here's where I'd put my democracy. If I had one. <laughs> if I had one. <laughs> yeah, the triggers triggers for the Bubba effect. Um, people, one, people feel they've been pushed over the edge by an overbearing government or force. Huh. Two, someone responds with violence. Three, the rest of the people, even though they know the violence was wrong, feel the government is worse, so they support the person who lashed out. Yeah. It's, it's their term for vigilantism. 
basically. Well, yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. This is exactly why I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, but that's exactly why that this miscarriage of justice or selectively enforcing the law or going after your political opponents for political reasons, um, just like that, what they're doing with Trump is so terrifying for the future of the country is because the justice system is supposed to relieve the burden of um, basically seeking out your own justice uh-huh. from the people. Right. But if the justice system fails to carry out justice, then the people will have no choice but to take justice into their own hands. And that has yep. very terrible consequences. Yes. Yep. And I would say that it is the fault of the, um, the, like the judges and the officials that are supposed to carry out justice and are choosing not to of why this happened, because it's the most predictable thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And so like two things can be true at once. You can say that vigil- vigilantism has very terrible consequences, but also it's what happens when you don't uphold justice. Yeah. Kind of like Batman. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's like that, that dollar tree, uh, employee that shot that shoplifter a couple weeks ago. Oh no, better yet. I got a better one for you. Where this brag guy is, there is a parking garage attendant that stopped a thief and he was charged for murder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. By the DA that's currently prosecuting Trump. No, it was a it was a security it was a security guard, right? Yeah, security. Yeah, I heard about I heard about this, and it, it was dirt on the. Here, here's what they charged him for. They charged possession him, of a weapon. No, sorry, charged him for murder and possession of an illegal firearm, which was the thief's firearm. <laughs> oh, I that 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 is not funny. I'm just like. They dropped the charges after they handcuffed him to the hospital bed because he got beat up by the thief. But that kind of crap is what leads people to do what we've been talking about. Yeah, so according to this... Unbelievable. Thank you, Archer. <laughs> according to this... Um, uh, is it district attorney or attorney general? What, uh, what's his title again? Bragg? Alvin, uh, yeah, Alvin Bragg. Yeah, district attorney. District attorney. District yeah. attorney. Okay. Yeah, according to this district attorney, the crimes that do matter is self-defense. If you defend yourself against um, a, a criminal that is trying to k- kill you, then they want to. Then that's the sort of crime that he cares about. Or if you're Trump, he's going to. He apparently campaigned on getting Donald Trump. Yes. This isn't political at all. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Like. Yeah. Like I, I seem to recall that the whole basis of Trump's first impeachment was be back. Um, because they um, alleged that Trump had the intention to get Joe Biden by investigating, um, investigating the Ukraine corruption <clears throat> or whatever. And that was just alleged. He didn't even say it, but this person said it. Uh-huh. And now he's carrying it out on trumped up charges and... Now no one cares. Like the the Democrats are like, yes, let's let's continue doing this. This is a good this is good prosecution. This is the correct course to take. Yeah. Anyway, I'm looking at the article um, that kind of talks about uh, Bragg's uh, record. Let's see here. Apparently, felony convictions are down almost thirty percent. 
30% and convicted felons going to prison were down 34%. So what, what, do you think that uh, the number of felons went down by 34% under Bragg or the prosecution of felons went down 34% under Bragg? Yeah, see, if you if you report zero crime, then it's going to show that there is zero crime in your city. Yeah, and apparently last year, oh my gosh, these... These numbers are insane for a year-over-year change. Um, Last year, 29% of suspects charged with misdemeanors were convicted compared to 53% in 2019. And let's see. And 522 suspects convicted of misdemeanors were sentenced to prison as opposed to more than 2,400 sentenced to prison time with misdemeanor uh, convictions in 2019. Like th- these are amazing numbers. He's just yeah. not prosecuting crime. So and then, the type of crime he is interested in prosecuting are political um, stunts like prosecuting Trump and self-defense, apparently. And I'm sure there is absolutely no racial profiling that he's doing with dropping charges. No, of course not. In 2022, Bragg's office refused to prosecute more than 1,100 felony cases in Manhattan. This represents a 35% increase in felony cases that district attorney's office has declined to prosecute compared to 2019 when prosecutors declined to prosecute fewer than 830 felony cases. Even if felony cases were bra- where were Bragg's office did s- prosecute suspects, only about half were convicted and just 1,210 suspects convicted received a prison sentence. So in other words, this guy doesn't prosecute tr- crime unless Trump is involved. Then he tries to find a target and Dude. find a crime to fit the person he wants to convict. Just looking at these numbers, New York is a hot mess. Because he, so 2022, he didn't prosecute 11, over 1,100 felony cases. The ones that he did prosecute, about half, 1,210. So there was 3,600 felony cases last year. in New York that they put on record in just his district in Manhattan to get out of New York holy crap if you are still there for whatever god forsaken reason uh, my family lives here not for long at this rate <laughs> lives is a loose term <laughs> right <laughs> <clears throat> they can also live somewhere else or they can probably not live in New York. You know, it, it's, you know, up to you. Good night. And it's tons of videos on here of, not tons of videos, but a couple of videos of people just whacking other people in the back of the head with bats. And um, I also just want to say how uh, <clears throat> the backlash against New York governance has been. So as you know, the, um, the governor's race did go to a Democrat in 2022 recently, but the margins are actually pretty remarkable. Um, the governor's race in 2022, 52.9%, the governor or the Democrat won 52.9% to 47.1%. That's about a 5% spread uh-huh. about no closer to 6%. Whereas as opposed to 2018, uh, it was 59.6% to 36.2%. So that's that's an unbelievable change 
in uh anyway i think that's just anecdotal about how the population is pissed off he, he in november he threw out almost 200 convictions uh for cases linked to nypd misconduct and then uh Last year, his office charged two Mexican drug cartel smugglers with misdemeanors after they were found with $1.2 million worth of crystal meth. The charges meant that both suspects were freed from jail without bail. Good luck, New York. <laughs> Good freaking luck. Jeez. I'm not biased at all. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, that was riveting. <laughs> so, since Joe Biden said uh, transgender Americans shape our nation's soul, it's probably the truest thing he said <laughs> in his presidency as of today's culture. I decided we need to look into the soul of America. Yeah, let's look into that. Maybe this will be uplifting. If not, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this is all we got left. Is going into this. So, start off firstly. First and foremostly. Why won't you open? Whoops. Um, so before we get into that, are you going to define what you think the soul of America is? I'm going is to use all that? of this stuff to define the soul. Of all America. right. Well, let's, let's get into it then. Um, as far as a person that embodies the soul of America, looking through America's history, I would say George Washington embodies the soul of America. Amen to that. Um, get these other ones open real quick. Um, was he a perfect man? No, not by any means. Did he do things I disagree with? Probably. Well, there was only <laughs> one perfect man, so. Yes. Um, but George Washington was so committed to his principles and his values and everything that even the king of England, when he learned that George Washington would be stepping down from the presidency, said if he does that, he will be the greatest man to ever walk this earth. The king of England said that? Yes. Oh, I never heard that. After he got his butt handed to him by this man. Wow. <laughs> because George Washington had every right to take complete control as far as traditional standards are concerned. But he did not. So this song, America's Son by Tom Douglas, I feel embodies a, the spirit of George Washington. If I could just hit the play button. And here we go. His portrait fades and his memory is gone. Earthquake cracked his tower of stone. His voice still echoes, charge on, charge on. God bless America with her son, George Washington. Taxes enslave the colonies. 
Men who lived and died to be free Fought the iron fist of tyranny with liberty God blessed America With her son George Washington So uh, the picture that's used uh, for that song is the uh, Prayer at Valley Forge, one of the depictions of it. Mm-hmm. Keith, do you know where that comes from, how the, we know about the Prayer at Valley Forge? No, I have no idea. Um, we know about the Prayer at Valley Forge because the guy that owned the property around Valley Forge, um, Isaac Potts was his name. And he was a loyalist. And uh, he decided to go out. That means he was on Britain's side? Yes, he was on the king's side. He decided to go out and see what these uh, rebel rousers were up to because uh, he heard that the great General Washington was there with them. And uh, he, uh, 
he heads out there and he finds Washington walking away from the camp. And uh, he follows him to see where he's going, what he's doing. And then he sees him get down on his knees and start offering up a prayer to God. He records it in his journal, um, or I think his wife recorded it in her journal. But he returns home to his wife, and the first thing he says to her is, we're on the wrong side. <laughs> and he recounted... It was just that, huh? Yep. That's re- what made him change his mind. That's what made him change his mind. He saw George Washington praying, and that made him change his mind. That's yep. incredible. So that's how we know about the prayer at Valley Forge is because of a man who was against the revolution and then turned in favor of the revolution. Prayer Valley Forge also significant because we were losing every single battle <laughs> until Valley Forge, and then we started winning. Almost as if the prayer meant something. Mm-hmm. Almost as if. Um, So I had a handful more stuff to go through, but uh, apparently Google had an issue with the Wall Builders website. They tried to give us a couple of strikes because of it. <laughs> I refuted the strikes, and they let us have it. So okay, you're right. Um, but yeah, something happened to their site after they posted some um, quote-unquote anti-trans articles. And so now they're building a new website. So I don't have everything I wanted to have, but I do have some things. All right. Um, so one thing that I believe is desperately needed to repair our country and bring it back to the glory that it once was is God. Amen to that. We've pointed it out multiple times before. And I think it's worth pointing out again. It's an article posted uh, via Wall Builders. American history today has become a dreary academic subject, yet most who are bored by American history view Bible history quite differently. They love the stories of David and Goliath, Daniel and Lion's Den, and Peter walking on the water. So it's not that people don't enjoy history, it's just that they don't respond favorably to the way American history is currently being taught. True. Because how many times going through middle school, high school, was it basically memorize the names, memorize the dates, yep. pass the test, forget it all? Yep. One reason Bible history is interesting and American history is not is that the Bible, as well as American education during the first three centuries, utilizes bi- biographical history, that is, presents history through the eyes and life experiences of those involved rather than through the recitation of a string of dates and places. It is the difference between reading the stories in guideposts and the numbers in a phone book. Yes. <laughs> I'm not arguing with you so far. No, my, uh, I was the worst history student. I mean, my grades were fine or whatever. You passed the but, test. Well, to get the grade, but right. I had you, um, AP U.S. History, which was a college course, and you need to get at least a three on the on the AP test in order to get any college credit. Mm-hmm. I got a one. Good. <laughs> so, like, the in-class tests I did fine on, like, my grades in the class were fine, 
But when it actually came to taking the test, I failed miserably. So yeah, retention. Yeah. So, so for example, just off the top of my head, so George Washington fought for the British during the French and Indian War. Because that was before the revolution. Have you ever heard that, the story of how he survived the French and Indian War? Because we all heard the that story. That was prior to the revolution, you said? Yes. Okay. We, all, we all heard the story of him chopping down a cherry tree and I cannot tell a Which lie. I believe that is not true. Absolutely false, yes. <laughs> and we know that he had wooden teeth. That's about it. Whereas if you heard this story, George Washington was the last commanding officer of British forces in engagement with the French and Indians. This is significant because during that time period, if there were no commanding officers, there was no battle happening because the infantry were in retreat yeah. because there was no one to command them and dictate when to fire and when not to fire. Sure. The Indians knew this and they didn't care about standard battle practices of don't shoot the officers. That's not, that's not good battle practice. The Indians knew that if they shot the, if they killed all the officers, they don't have to fight anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Laziness is the spawn of ingenuity. <laughs> Not going to argue with that. That's how we got technology. So Washington was the last commanding officer still standing because the rest had been shot by the Indians. And we know this story because of one of the Indians, the Native Americans, recounted this story when he met George Washington in person later on in life. George Washington noted after the battle in a letter to his uh, wife that he looked down at his coat and there were holes all in it, but he wasn't shot. Well, what? He had bullet holes in his coat. He was on a horse riding back and forth on the front lines, rallying his men. And he wasn't shot, but he had bullet holes in his coat, meaning that he was shot. But it didn't actually hit him somehow a native american who was a sharpshooter recanted his story or recalled his story recounted recounted his story. thank you <laughs> didn't recant it didn't, recant. <laughs> didn't take, take it back, it back. <laughs> <laughs> is that where they got the term indian oh, giver i am recusing myself you're accusing yourself or recanting yourself <laughs> yes yes <laughs> I couldn't resist. I, I don't apologize. I don't. I apologize I don't for care. nothing. <laughs> so uh, uh, he recounted his story to Washington, telling him that no matter how many times I aimed my rifle at you, my musket at you, it would not fire. I would point it at something else or someone else, and it would fire. I would reload it, point it at you again, and it would not fire. <clears throat> And he tells him that some great spirit must have been protecting you that day. Huh. <laughs> well, the theological conclusions I can um, draw from that is either divine intervention or we're living in a simula simulation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had heard that story in history I class, would have remembered that one. I would have remembered a lot more about George Washington. Well, what other things did he go through? <laughs> 
The article goes on, looking at history the way God presents it is exciting and informative, and in numerous verses, God even commends its study. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, from Isaiah, and call to remembrance the former days, Hebrews. But why would God want us to know history? The Apostle Paul answers that question in 1 Corinthians 10.1. 1 Corinthians all these things happened unto them, for example, and they are written for our admonition. The, uh, see also Romans 15.4. Those things written aforetime were written for our learning. In short, we learn from history, and what we learn affects our behavior. So what did the founders say? American leaders long understood this biblical truth. For example, Thomas Jefferson noted history by apprising them, uh, the students of the past, will enable them to judge of the future. And what can be learned by being apprised of the past? According to Benjamin Franklin, history will afford frequent opportunities to showing the necessity of a public religion from its usefulness to the public. The advantage of a religious character among private persons, the mischiefs of superstition, and the excellency of the Christian religion above all others, ancient or modern. Benjamin Franklin, the atheist agnostic. Huh. Franklin understood that history, when accurately presented, would demonstrate the need for Christianity because of both the societal and individual benefits it produces. In fact, the presenting of an uncensored and unrevised history actually causes a recognition of the hands of God. For in the words of the great statesman Daniel Webster, history is God's providence in human affairs. The father of education and the yep. dictionary. Today, however, history is presented in such an edited, revised, and politically correct manner that God's hand is rarely visible, which explains why we never heard the story of Washington not getting hit by any bullets in battle. And even the historic role of famous godly leaders in education, business, politics, and the military is now virtually unacknowledged. And an obvious example of speculation of history occurs each year around the 4th of July. Americans are taught that taxation without representation was the reason America separated from Great Britain. Yet, taxation without representation was only one reason, number 17, out of the 27 reasons given in the Declaration of Independence. It was not even in the top half, yet it's all that most ever hear. Never mentioned today are the numerous grievances condemning judicial activism or those addressing moral or religious or other issues. What religious issues? In 1762, the king vetoed the charter for America's first missionary society. He also suppressed other religious freedoms and even prevented Americans from printing an English-language Bible. How did they respond, the Americans? They took action, and almost unknown today is the fact that the Declaration signers such as Samuel Adams and Charles Carroll cited religious freedom as the reasons they became involved in the American Revolution. Significantly, even though Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin, two of the least religious signers, are typically the only signers studied today, almost half of the signers of the Declaration, 24 of 56, held what today would be considered seminary or Bible scholar degrees. Clearly, for many founders, religious issues were an important motivation behind their separation from Great Britain, but that motivation is largely ignored today. Hmm. It's a great read for the rest of it as well. As far as... It's a great article. Yes. Um, so what is this website, Wall Builders? Wall Builders. 
what, what, like what is it? So if you go to Wikipedia, you will find, uh, if you type in David Barton and look at Wikipedia, you'll find that he's a pseudo-historian, pseudo-Christian historian, meaning that he teaches false Christian history sure. to promote his thing. Sure, I would see why the world would see it that way. Yeah, yeah, because if they actually said that he teaches actual history, then they'd have to acknowledge that what he's saying is yeah. correct. Um, and since it's Wikipedia, you can't trust it at all. Anyway. Yeah, well, I actually <laughs> believe that the main source used in academic... I'll have to look this up to verify this, but I believe the main source uh, for that's used in American history textbooks on why the founders were not uh, Christian, like is basically pseudo history where they cite themselves yes as the source for why the founders were yes, not it's Christian. Yes, it's a it's a couple yeah. of professors that got together and said this is the history of America and no we're not providing sources. Yeah. And that is that was like the basis of the uh-huh. most recent uh-huh. um because like we said textbooks. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, the Wall Builders website when it's actually working and not blocked by I'm almost certain Google's blocking it. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that's why it's Oh, it wouldn't out. surprise me. But the Wall Builders website, when they do put things here, they're all sourced. You can click on the link they have or you go to the bottom of the article and it has all the footnotes, yeah. all the sources. And it's the long source, meaning you can go to the Library of Congress, type in that source and you pulls up. Yeah, well, that's another thing about history is what I've noticed about the, um, the uh, 1619 project, the defamation of Columbus, as well as various religious histories is creating a narrative, like reinterpreting a narrative from history is like the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like anyone can cherry pick historical records to create a narrative and declare it thusly. And depending yep. on the popularity of it, it will, you know, uh, penetrate the public consciousness. And I think Columbus Day is a good example of that. To be clear, the history behind the phrase Indian giver isn't misconstrued at all. It actually <laughs> is terrible. You probably shouldn't use it. <laughs> just uh just to throw that out there all right probably Sounds should good. It Sounds good. <laughs> it re- i i mean it it really it's, it's a mis- it was a miscommunication between the settlers and the the natives the the natives had a, a tradition of if somebody needed something like a tool or something like that you could you could take the tool or it could be gifted to you and it was expected back at some point. It, so it was like borrowed. a loan. It was borrowed. But they also had a tradition of gifting somebody something when they were in good favor with them. Um, so say, you know, they, they have a, somebody <laughs> from a, a, another tribe that um, they were on good terms with. They would give them a gift of kinship. Uh-huh. And then if that person ever fell out of favor with them, they would go back and take the gift back. Hey, that Furby I gave you when you were 10 years old. I don't like you anymore, so I want that back. I want that back. It was to avoid being guilty by association because that person had a, a gift saying uh-huh. from you saying that you were in favor. In of favor. Interesting. Hey, of he that killed person. this guy with an ax that you gifted to him. Yes, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, 
That was that was the idea behind it, and uh, and the the uh, settlers in America just never quite got on the same page with that, which is why we have New York. And and uh, <laughs> in in fact, when when the Native Americans would bring things that they borrowed back, they would get arrested for stealing. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> on something, but. Anyway, that's that's where yeah. that's where the phrase came right. from. It well, is weird. Anyway, Mike, but, I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad you were able to atone for using that atone. remark. <laughs> ah, no, I, I still don't care. I still think it's a funny phrase. Right. I just well, thought forward, I would give some history to it. We could we can bury the hatchet and move forward. Dig it. <laughs> is that a hatchet that was gifted to you, or <laughs> somebody might want that back later, Keith? You shouldn't bury other people's hatchets. <laughs> Indian gift barrier. <laughs> Indian gift barrier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. This episode funny. This episode's out of context quote is brought to you by <laughs> Pfizer. <laughs> the ability to speak does not make. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's two Jar Jar quotes in one episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For those of you keeping score at home. <laughs> uh, I found something interesting uh, a minute ago, by the Be- way. It was posted like in the middle of our episode. Besides the gift giver? Besides the gift giver, yes. <clears throat> yes, I found... So, uh, you know who James O'Keefe is, right? Uh, yeah, he's oh, the founder of the... I saw this. Oh. <laughs> oh, I believe it's a conservative yeah. website, yes? Yeah, yeah. So he, he he's the founder of um, Project Veritas. <clears throat> and uh, was recently kicked was, out. Was recently kicked out of Project Veritas. And so he has started his own thing I that he it. posts on his, his private it's, sites. It's O'Keefe Media Group. Yes. OMG. OMG. <laughs> he has now created OMG. And he uses the hashtag <laughs> OMG when he posts things to it. Um, so he went it's undercover uh, at the Trump clever. indictment and was talking to reporters. Oh, and I shared the link to you. All right, ah. let's check it out. It's uh, it's three minutes. At least I shared it to the Naked Apple. I don't know if I shared it to one that oh, you're, okay, okay. you're no, in. No but, problem. Trevor can. Pull but it Trevor up. can pull it up. Let's take a side step from. Sorry, God, you're on hold for a second. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a little bit more i i didn't want to to end the the episode by segueing back out into this so i figured i would just interrupt okay that's a better yes, strategy that's fair and that's then we can strategy. we can end on a a god note yeah. at you, the end you decided to kanye west this i did i'm gonna <laughs> let you finish <laughs> You're so handy with that soundboard. I'm, uh, uh, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish, but first I gotta say, yeah. All right. How do people not know who James O'Keefe is? I mean, I, I don't know. In the media world, if yeah. you are any kind of reporter, that should be the first thing. That, that, if you see him, <laughs> you, shut up. You, you should have a top right, let's 10 see. most let's wanted corkboard that I has see. his I face wanna on see. I want to see. I want to see. He's getting impatient. I yeah. am. Is he a photographer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For the yeah. times? Yeah. You can finally get, take this guy down with this. It's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. It seems like he gets away with everything. He certainly
does, man. You know, it's crazy. It does. It's crazy. It's yeah. with everything. Whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it takes. It's a good start, but I mean, you guys are doing your part too. They said no mugshot and most likely no handcuffs. Oh. I mean, fingerprints, yes, but no mugshot. Are you guys with like local TV or something? Oh, are you a Trump supporter? No. Okay, so then yeah. I can say I'm with CNN. <laughs> It gets better. I OMG went we down know, to the James. New York City courthouse today for the Trump arraignment to Hi. find out what was really going on. And what we first saw were hundreds of journalists and news people everywhere. We spoke to them to find out what they really thought. As you watch us do this, note that you can easily do this at any event where journalists gather. Quote unquote by recording journalists. audio on your phone and having a friend help from afar. <laughs> I've never seen so many journalists in my life. It's, uh, it's very big Journalists story. trademark? The president being uh, charged today, criminally charged. Are, we gonna, are they gonna get him finally? Because they're just going to help him, like all the other things, help him do the wrong Georgia. <laughs> oh. Georgia. Well, that Georgia seems like it would be better at taking him down than that. Yeah, it's more interesting down than Stormy Daniels, but I'll take this. You'll take we'll it. take it. We'll take it. Uh, what do you mean, we'll take it? Like, it's whatever whatever reason he is in treason is good for me. You guys reporters? I'm not. No, we're Cameron. Oh, okay, cool. Who do you work for? ABC. ABC? Cool. It depends how much he keeps looking up, you know? Too. Whatever it takes, yeah, right? Hopefully he doesn't. Oh, really? Hopefully he doesn't get the nominee. Really, he just goes really away. Awesome. I mean, I guess the that would be great. I would love to see He would that. go away if you stopped the covering. He seems like he gets away with everything. OMG also spoke to a district attorney in the same courthouse as Alvin Bragg to find out what her thoughts were on the decision for Bragg to indict Trump. Sylvia Wertheimer? Wertheimer. Wertheimer. Yeah. I'm in the appeals division. Oh, so you're a big time DA. You're I'm amazing. I'm not a big time. I'm a little low level so DA. If I, I was surprised to hear that um, there's nothing in the Constitution that prevents anybody who's even Maybe we should change that. Yeah, we should change a lot of things. Can we change that? No. Uh. Well, we, can't do we can't do anything in this country. We can't get rid of guns. That would have my nose. We can't get rid of yeah, guns. We gotta do that. I mean, we, but we don't see. We see the country seems to be dysfunctional. I, I don't understand that people still think he won the election. I mean, really? it's ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous. So, is it, do you think that Alvin Bragg obviously is just dealing with this and trying to make sure that? No, I, I know he thinks that the charges are. You don't know the charges yet? No, everybody's speculating. I've never seen so many journalists in my life. I know. She's DA and she doesn't know the charges. <laughs> like, hi. <laughs> like, hi. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and you're welcome. Well, that's fun. He's just having the time of his life now that he's not bogged down by a board of directors. <laughs> right. I just do whatever I want. Uh -huh. <laughs> I have a permit for that. <laughs> it's just a paper that says I do what I want. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Emotional damage. <laughs>
There you go. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, turning to God. <laughs> turning back. Turning to back God. to God. <laughs> <clears throat> Segway. Which is the perfect metaphor because that's exactly what we need to do. It's 100%. Um, 100%. Oh, Keith, if you go to that other link I have, the uh, heritage.org, the top picture on there is another rendition of... um, Oh, of the... the, uh, George Washington's prayer. Yeah. It's... Apparently, it was... uh, His horse is a little further away in that picture. A little further away. Apparently, it was Ronald Reagan's favorite image of George Washington also has a really weirdly placed eye anyway. Well, yeah. But in that picture, you can see in the background, are you going to pull it up on the screen on the left there? side? If I can, if it'll do the thing for me. Gosh, dang it. I mean, if we're going to have a video version, we might uh, have the potato, potato. Hmm. Um, that's right. That's the right. American way of saying potato <laughs> because it's all, Part of the plan. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. So that one. And it's kind of obscure because Lee Edwards is trying to f- take up all the room there. <laughs> but right here, that's Isaac Potts. Ah, I spy. Yeah. I spy someone that tried to be a spy. So the real question is, where's Waldo? <laughs> uh, I believe he's... Right, see in the fire there see in the right, background. That, that little hat right there, that head. Ah, that's it. There right it is. There. Yep. Found him. Found him. <laughs> <laughs> we can tell because of the stripes. Uh huh. It's a dead giveaway every time. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so in the past, America has turned to God when things got difficult and hard. Um, one that it does not show here in this list is actually from one Benjamin Franklin who, when the signers could not agree on what to do for a constitution, um, they couldn't agree on anything. Um, Ben Franklin stood up and said, how many times have we met in this room and seeing the hand of God direct us on what to do? And we always started those things with a prayer from a pastor. And he motioned that they convene for a time to talk to each other outside of the room and to take time to fast and pray and then come back together with an opening prayer from a local pastor, which they did. And they immediately drafted the Constitution right after that. And every time Congress gets together now to open Congress, it starts with a prayer. Thanks to Benjamin Franklin suggesting as much. It does? Even now? Yep. You're kidding me. Yep. I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. Every time a new, uh, a new Congress is assembled, it is assembled with a prayer. 
Or, or when you say a new okay. Congress, are you saying so? So every it's right now it's the 118th Congress or whatever. So just once, at least once. I see. Yeah. So, so once every two years. Then the question is, how has the Hall of Congress not burned down from the spontaneous combustion of some of the Congress people, Nancy Pelosi and others, during the prayer? Well, it's because now the prayers that they give are like the one with. Uh, um, Thanks, Satan. Uh, it's subtle, actually. Yeah. That's how they go now. Yeah, the, the one that presided over Joe Biden, um, his swearing-in ceremony thing, gave a prayer for Congress at the time, and it was all about um, transgender. Wait, is that the stuff. one? It, was that the prayer that ended with a man and a woman? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How it started, how it's going. <laughs> you know, I, I never thought that the Ronald Reagan quote about uh, uh, being one generation away would would really go as fast. As one generation. As, as, I mean, it's turns like out, half a generation. Turns out he was it's, wrong. <laughs> well, no, 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 he was not wrong. He so was not all wrong. Of, all of four years. Because, <laughs> because what he said was, freedom is never more than one generation away it, he was right from extinction. <laughs> Reagan! <laughs> yeah, his, his full quote, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. Or one day we will spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like in the United States where men were free. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I remembered where I left off before God was interrupted. Um. Um. <laughs> a blessing, a blessing from the Lord. God be praised. I'm not even mad. <laughs> I'm actually impressed. <laughs> I knew that button would be useful tonight. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Why do we celebrate Thanksgiving, Keith? Uh, to celebrate the true meaning of Thanksgiving, which is that socialism is terrible and everyone should pull their own weight. All right. Now, what do you really think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was expecting a sound effect nope. there. Uh, nope. <clears throat> I'm, I'm preparing for later. Yes. Keep going. <laughs> what do you really think, though? I'm, I'm quizzing the AP history student here. Oh, they got a one. Well, thank you for that. Yes. Uh, we celebrate the, uh, I guess, coming together of, um, of two different cultures and helping each other out to get, um, basically have a sustainable uh, civilization. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. That's a wonderful answer. And it's fine for today's world. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to take. <laughs> no, I know what sound effect you're going to use. However, don't do it. I'm sorry. You said don't do it, so I had to do it. <laughs> I knew Shrek, that was tag, me. Tag, <laughs> me. tag me. Tag me. Tag me. I'm right. waiting. 
I'm just gonna go with I don't know next time. <laughs> That's the That's safe a, answer. You you were actually pretty close the first time. <laughs> so the first That is what I really think. The first answer. <laughs> the first answer is what I really think. The first official Thanksgiving for the United States was brought to you by George Washington. Before there was a holiday called Thanksgiving. Which was brought to us by Abraham Lincoln, if I'm not mistaken. No. Dang it. No. Although he did have a Thanksgiving proclamation. Yes. Um, the first time America celebrated Thanksgiving was the year 1789 where George Washington said, whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits and humbly to implore his protection and favor. Whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to quote, recommend to the people of the United States, a day of public Thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts, the many signal favors of almighty God especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness, end quote. That is why we celebrate Thanksgiving. Oh. For the foundation of America. Because a Wait. bunch of God-fearing people gave the middle finger to socialism. I like it. Yeah. 100%. Because <laughs> the pilgrims tried it. Yeah. And they almost died. Yeah. Which is why they had Thanksgiving. Yeah, because the Indians recognized they made stupid decisions and were going to die, so they brought them a bunch of food. Uh-huh. So you were partially right, Keith, on your first answer. Thank yes. you. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I I gave it to him for the first answer. Yes. Congratulations. You got half a point. It was the second answer that earned the song. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why your second answer is the popular answer is because, well, if you believe that wholeheartedly, then when someone comes around with something like, say, I don't know, the 1619 Project, you can believe it. Yep. Because if you actually know why we celebrate Thanksgiving, you'll understand that it's celebrating the pilgrims trying to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness so they could acknowledge the signal favors of Almighty God. Mm. Oh, that that was the... That was the ones in Jamestown, right? Because the, the 1619... 1619 was Jamestown. Yes. James, yeah. So, yeah. So, so it was the settlers in, in Jamestown that were, you know, so good with the Native Americans. That oh, yeah. Pocahontas wrong? is wrong. Oh. Yeah. So it wasn't Jamestown. No. It was Plymouth, Plymouth that actually came up yes, with Yes, where you can see Plymouth Rock that, thanks to global warming, is still at the exact same depth spot it was, was back then. Back then. <laughs> huh. It's almost as if all of the narratives are, like, wrong or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Washington went on. Uh, he recommends and assigns Thursday, the 26th day of November, next to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the benef- 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 beneficiary? Benefic- beneficent. Gosh! <laughs> I need a hug. I'm not reading where you're reading, so I can't... Uh, yes. 
Can't, uh, can't tell you what the word is. Beneficent. Beneficent. Ah. Author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation. For the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war. For the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceful and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the nation, the national one, now lately instituted, for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed, and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge, and in general for all the great and various favors which he hath been pleased to confer upon us." And also that we may unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions. Huh. To enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually to render our national government a blessing to all the people. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? By constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed. To protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness to us, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord. To promote the knowledge and pra practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us. And generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to best done George Washington that is part of why George Washington is the greatest man we've ever had to lead this country <clears throat> I'm a fan <laughs> I'm a fan any whom whenever America has found itself in a sticky situation her leaders have turned to God and coincidentally I'm sure things turned in our favor. Abraham Lincoln turned to God time and again. His Emancipation Proclamation, for example, ends with the words, and upon this act sincerely believed to be an act of justice, I invoke the considerate judgment of mankind and the gracious favor of Almighty God. What happened after the Emancipation Proclamation? The, the Union race. proceeded to win every single battle except one. Um, in War and Peace, our presidents have called upon the Almighty, as did Franklin, Franklin D. Roosevelt, in his address to Congress asking for a declaration of war against Japan after the infamous attack on Pearl Harbor. Quote, with confidence in our armed forces, with the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph, so help us God. In announcing that D-Day had arrived and the invasion of France was underway, Roosevelt closed his national radio address with a heartfelt prayer that conceded the certain cost of the operation. Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. Some will never return. Embrace these, Father, and receive them, thy, hero thy heroic servants, into thy kingdom. I hate that I 100% believe Joe Biden would never say anything like that. No. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Um, Mike and I talked about this recently. 
One of the most famous invocations of World War II was the weather prayer requested by General George Patton, eager to advance against the Germans in the critical battle of the Bulge, but blocked by unrelenting winter weather. James O'Neill. Reverend James O'Neill prayed, Almighty and most merciful Father. Uh, I should make a little correction here. James O'Neill wrote this prayer that was distributed to all of Patton's soldiers. Yes. So they could all say the prayer at the same time. I'll read it. Okay. Almighty and most merciful Father, we humbly beseech thee. Wait, no, I'm not going Southern. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of thy great goodness to restrain these immoderate rains with which we have had to contend. Grant us fair weather for battle. Graciously hearken to us as soldiers who call upon thee that armed with thy power, we may advance from victory to victory and crush the oppression and wickedness of our enemies and establish thy justice among men and nations. Went back to Southern. I did go back to Southern. <laughs> Just not Baptist. Spent too much time in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. It's probably the way he sounded when he read it, too. And here's, here's another thing I hate. I hate that I 100% believe that General Milley would never try to do something like this. Yeah, no, only, not even a little bit. Only because he abandoned our soldiers. Just that reason alone. It's one small, minor reason. Uh, after that prayer, uh, the snow stopped, the skies cleared, and hell was unleashed from Patton's army to defeat the bulge. And that reading is exactly why I won the Red Light Fever Award in our <laughs> theater class. Uh. You had to bring that up. Did, did you catch the number of accents I went through during that reading? <laughs> yes, you went through yes. several. Red light fever. Well, <laughs> how it goes. I got a lead in the play in senior year, so. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a play once. So did I. I. Play once. Boom. Yes, it was part of class. <laughs> I watched a play. <laughs> so there. The place. So there. Um, a national day of prayer was first proposed by the Second Continental Congress in 1775. Um, again by Lincoln in 1863, and then made a national tradition in 1988 by President Ronald Reagan. Huh. huh. <laughs> <laughs> Who designated the first Thursday of May as a national day of prayer? Reagan recognized God's enduring presence in our nation's history and made no secret of it. In May of 1982, for example, the 40th president proclaimed, through the storms of revolution, civil war, and the great world wars, as well as during times of disillusionment and disarray, the nation has turned to God in prayer for deliverance. We thank him for answering our call, for surely he has. Um, In the wake of the terrorist attacks in the World Trade Center and the Pentagon, uh, President George W. Bush spoke from the Oval Office and asked the nation to pray for the victims. I ask for your prayers for all those who grieve, for the children whose worlds have been shattered, for all those, for all whose sense of safety and security have been threatened, and I pray they will be comforted by a power greater than any of us, spoken through the ages in Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. There was no call like that given when, you know, 9 11 2.0 happened? Nope. Nope. Mostly because they knew it wasn't nearly as bad, even though they call it 9 11 2.0 for whatever reason. Yep. <clears throat> Freaking whack job. They're talking about January 6th here? Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. Now, th- didn't they say that it's the worst thing that's happened since the Civil War? That's, yeah, that's exactly, literally yes. the position of the White House. Yeah. Um, neither has a thing like that occurred after the uh, botched Afghan withdrawal where 13 soldiers uh, were blown up by a bomb that could have been stopped by a soldier that was at the gate and saw the bomb and said, hey, this guy looks like the guy we've been looking for that's a uh, bomb threat. And he was told, do not engage. And then the bomb went off. When what, Wait, when was this? Afghanistan withdrawal. Oh, yeah. 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 Donald Trump also uh, proclaimed uh, March 14th to be National Day of Prayer during the coronavirus stuff, reminding us that no problem is too big for God to handle. As one nation under God, we are greater than the hardships we face, and through prayers and acts of compassion and love, we will rise to this challenge and emerge stronger and more united than ever before. Donald you, Trump You didn't that? do the Trump voice. As one nation under God, <laughs> we are greater stop. than the hardships <laughs> we face. <laughs> the hardships, people. And through <laughs> prayers, prayers, and acts of compassion and love, we will rise to this challenge and emerge stronger and more united, more united folks than ever, ever before. How was that? I'm so glad that none of us can do an actual passable Trump impersonation. No. <laughs> It's one thing to get the cadence down. It's the other thing to... It's the accent. Nail the voice. Yeah, it's the, the voice, that accent. It's not a it's New hard. York accent. It's not. It's And it's not like Bronx. It's just it's just it's Trump. Trump. It's just That's Trump. Trump it's getting your lips in just the right spot. <laughs> so then, you, no matter... You got to make the face while you're doing right. it, too. It's, That's part of can't. getting the lips in the right spot. And it's, it's, it's <laughs> one of those... You just can't. I tell you, it's a perfect accent. One of these days, I'm just going to spend hours listening to him talk over and over again and just trying to mimic him to see if I can nail it one of these days. Someday. Someday, Someday. I'll get there. I don't care enough. Yeah. He just says such fun things that it's just so fun to... Fair enough. You know, quote him like that. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... uh. That's our salvation, because like we pointed out in even Barack Obama. Yeah, he did. What better time than these changing tumultuous times to have Jesus standing beside us, steadying our minds, cleansing our hearts, pointing us toward what matters. Thanks, Satan. Uh, it's subtle, actually. Yeah, it's a national prayer breakfast. Yeah. And that's that's one thing that I don't like about stuff like this becoming a national day of prayer or a official thing. Yeah. Cuz like I love that Reagan had the forethought to do that because at least to Reagan it was important. Yeah. To everyone that followed after him it was part of the job. Well, not everyone that followed after him, but... Inspirational prayer number 34. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) It's the perfect prayer. Almost the perfect. 45 would have been better. That sounded John Kerry-esque when you 
or Close not, enough. Not John Kerry. Uh, uh, Kennedy. It sounded like Kennedy at the beginning there. <laughs> Close enough. But yeah. No, it's not. I, I did a bad impression and I should feel bad. I should stop doing it. Your impressions are bad and you should feel bad. Yes. <laughs> so there has been... Um, who was it? Who was it? Uh, Glenn Beck. Ah, good Beck. old Beck. Glenn Beck has suggested that this Friday, Good Friday, um, people fast and pray for the nation. Mm. Which is saying something coming from him because he's always, there's, as doom and gloom as he is, he does point out the ways out. Yeah, he does. But when he's out of options on ways out and telling you you need to fast and pray, (laughs) (laughs) however, historically, it works. Historically speaking. So uh, that's what I am going to do because as much as I hate our leadership and hate the direction we're going in, I want it to not be that way. And while, yes, I do this podcast and I do whatever civic duties I am able to do to try to invoke change, a little divine help doesn't hurt. Or a lot of divine help doesn't hurt. (laughs) A lot at this point. A good heavy dose. You know... They they always say God works in mysterious ways and you know by small and simple things or great things brought to pass and all that stuff. I think at this point we kind of need a Moses in the Red Sea moment. Yep. <laughs> Let my people go. <laughs> a p- pillar of fire wouldn't be frowned upon at this time. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Um oh what was it? There's a survey thing that came out on um, what people believe is American or whatever, and money is like third, really on the list. Really, yeah. Not for much Had, longer. Having money is number three on the list of what it means to be American, whereas before it was things like family, church, God, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that was just like twenty years ago. And now on the list is having money. Having money. Mm. And it's just, it's a direction that I don't want to go in because I, for one, don't want to leave behind a worse place than I grew up in for my kids. Yep. Well, I don't know. The any trends kids, are so, kind yeah. of going backwards as far as living standards. If I yes. am not mistaken, progressivism is really good at progressing backwards. They kind of take the uh, <laughs> uh, what was the general in the Pacific, MacArthur. Um, we are not. We are not retreating. We are advancing, advancing in another direction. Yes. <laughs> uh it's funny then it's not funny now no yeah that's it's it's bad 
<clears throat> so all of the school shootings we have, all of the violence on the streets, all of the corrupt trash from politicians and judges and everything else, schools, all of it, every single one of them can be traced back to removing God from something involved with that institution. Oh, yeah. Every single time. That's just, you can't actually correlate those two. Yes, I can. Yeah, every time. No, I wish I, I had the graph in front of me, but like all of the like terrible things happening, I believe in school, or maybe it was just crime in general. It's like you look at a graph and it's just going straight up. And then like when it started to have that inflection point, it's like that was the year we eliminated prayers from school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we covered then, that last yeah. week. Yeah. Or the week before, something similar to that. Um. Yeah, you have that. You have That's right, uh, we did. You have uh in Congress um uh stepping away from uh having to say so help me God when they swear in and having to use a Bible to swear in. Yep. Stepping away from that and all of a sudden the laws become so convoluted and corrupted that you have to pass it to see what's in it. Yeah. Thank you, Pelosi. Yeah. In order to, to see the charges against Trump, we have to convict him first. Yes. Yes. Pretty um, much. Unless, of course, you <clears throat> illegally leak the documents, then you can see him beforehand. And that's a felony, by the way. Yeah. So the only felony we know of was actually whoever leaked the documents, which was probably... And the Trump team did the not DA have the documents. or his staff or members of the grand jury. So uh-huh. someone in there committed a felony and that's the only verifiable felony we yep. have but it happened in the district where all of this is going down so yeah so <laughs> <laughs> we can't expect them to um, convict actual crimes yeah and it's it's so frustrating too because new york is full of awesome stuff just from a historical standpoint because that used to be where the capital was Capital used to be in New York. Mm-hmm. And when George Washington was sworn in, adding the words, so help me God, to the swearing in on the Bible, where, he op- where it was randomly opened coincidentally to the only set of scripture, the only scripture reference that could be attributed to the Americas. <laughs> After that, he and all of the signers and members of Congress and everyone else walked down to St. Paul's Cathedral or something like that in New York City. Okay. Where they proceeded to have worship services together. Hmm. Now, after a swearing in ceremony, they meet and mingle with the press, if at all, and yep. eat, eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. Yeah. Nation's heading in the wrong direction. Well, this will fix it. Not that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> You've rejected every other thing we've given you that's not that, too. So, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So, uh, write yourself with God, however you see that to be fit. Write yourself with yourself, with your family. And work your way out from there. Because uh, 
that has greater lasting influence than any stupid thing passed by Congress. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Well, that was very uplifting, Trevor. Thank you. Good. I'm yep. glad you're uplifted. The only option we have is God. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> More or less. That sounds about right. <sighs> so then, like, subscribe, follow. Follow us on Rumble because YouTube can suck it. Yes. They'll probably ban this video. Multiple times. Because we played an entire song. To the suck it, not the... Ban. I mean, they can ban this video multiple times if they really want to but I mean, if you get more strikes you're gonna your channel's gonna be removed from youtube oh no the revenue that we don't have ah, ah. ah. <laughs> threaten me with a good time <laughs> yeah find us on rumble the naked apple no spaces because we created it before they allowed that maybe we'll try to change it <laughs> we should try to change it yeah that's yeah. a good idea now that they've actually got people on there on their site. Don't forget the the. Very important. Yeah. The naked very apple. For us. The naked apple. No space. Yep. And make sure you have the apple in there too. I am not responsible for any of you that go looking for just naked on Rumble. <laughs> it's not my fault. All right. Well, on that note. As much <laughs> as you might blame me, I did not do it. So much for ending on a God note. I do not consent to this. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> ah, I didn't get that on recording. Button oh, well. is finally pressed to everyone's relief. And the clap has been given. You have received it. The clap deliverer arrives. <laughs> what, what, oh, what is the name of that that Eric Clap band? <laughs> that's that's funny, <laughs> but no, no, it's uh, Flight of the Concords. <laughs> his rap battle. <laughs> he's he's talking about his lyrics being so potent that they make all the the women in the front row pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> The podcast so potent it gives you the clap every time. I don't every know that time. that's positive. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds suboptimal. <laughs> hey, hey, an apple a week keeps the doctor away. <laughs> I read it somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. It was on the internet. It must be true. It must be. Maple a day keeps the liberals at bay. We can work with that. If we can leave that, we're true. We can work with that. A little. Oh no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. Oh, wow! Please don't. Wow! <laughs> Too dark for Mike. Was, <laughs> wow! Now everyone's on the edge of their seats. What was he gonna say? No, no, I'm not. Maple a day praise the gay not- away. Wait. That doesn't, that's not. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, anyway. <sighs> oh.
on that light note. <laughs> it wasn't much of a light note. It was more of an effigy. <laughs> you went full retard, man. Full. <laughs> full. <laughs> Spent 50 years battling the USSR. Only to turn into the gay retarded version of it. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Wrong button. This one. Doesn't that like automatically get us banned from YouTube? No. Not no. if you play that short of a no, thing. No, not if we do it that quick. Okay. We played too long of a bit of it. And More than two seconds. Apparently the USSR, even though it does not exist, still has that copyrighted yes. through YouTube. It's apparently copyrighted on YouTube. Though it was made before YouTube was created. And I'm not sure you can actually copyright things in Soviet Russia. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in Soviet Russia, those things copyright you. Yes. <laughs> Here Correct. we go.